0: this is Live Bet Saturday on v the sports betting network.
4: Welcome back into another hour of Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM. We have you covered from across Las Vegas as we're just about ready for kickoff, the first of two college football playoff semifinals. TCU and Michigan in the Fiesta Bowl set to kick off officially in 10 minutes. Michigan will go ahead and close an eight-point consensus favorite, 56 on the total. I'm Ben Wilson here at the South Point. Jeff Parles over at Mandalay Bay. I assume, Jeff, crowd pretty, uh, pretty good over there at Mandalay. Reporting
5: for duty. The crowd is now. <laughs> we're uh, we're ready to go. The uh, look, look. The uh, the the crowd was. I will say this. The crowd was uh, very pro Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. So I'm, I'm just going to assume that we're going to end up with a lot of chalk behind me, and this is going to be a very pro Michigan crowd. Would be my guess. We'll we'll get we'll get our guy Mike Prani to confirm that in about a half hour. Okay. But. I'll be able to – we'll be able to tell. You'll, you'll hear the cheers pretty quickly here for yes, this one. You will.
4: I mean, there were some games when I used to host over there, Jeff, where and they were just kind of random Michigan games laying big numbers, and it was like everybody in the book were, were wearing the maize and blue. So a very public, popular team with a big nationwide fan base. That would not shock me whatsoever, if, and especially with the late money coming in. Remember, this opened – eight, But it originally got pushed down, and some of the look ahead number I should say not look ahead numbers, but uh, offshore numbers were as high as nine on Michigan, got as low as seven and a half. But anytime it threatened to dip to seven, you did see buyback take the number back off seven to seven and a half, and now the late public money coming back in all on Michigan, as high as eight and a half uh, in some books. So we get ready to go there at the Fiesta Bowl. Nice rousing rendition of the national anthem by uh, Boys to Men uh, there in Glendale. And we'll be ready to go. We'll have, have you covered on all the in-game angles throughout uh, that game. We'll also preview the second semifinals still to come and all the uh, January 2nd bowl games, all the New Year's Day games being pushed to Monday with a big NFL Sunday on tap for tomorrow. In the meantime, Jeff, also a lot of big college basketball action going on and a bunch of marquee top 25 games coming down to the wire right now in Houston. <laughs> We have this game on the uh, the old ESPN Plus monitor here in, in, in the studio. Jeff, Houston up by four with 40 seconds to go up 65-61, and it looks like UCF is playing out this possession defensively. So big scare for the third-ranked team in the country, never close to covering a 15-point number. But, hey, you were right. I mean, at one point, Houston got all the way down to minus 150 on the live money line, and it looks like they'll find a way to hang on here.
5: We'll say this about Central Florida real quick. It's a shame they blew that opener against UNC Asheville. Because other than that, their three losses would be today, assuming Houston holds on, uh, that ridiculous game against our alma mater, and that win, win, uh, excuse me, that loss doesn't look bad at all now because Mizzou since then has racked off back-to-back beatdowns of Illinois and Kentucky, and and then a a two-point loss to Miami. So Central Florida is clearly an NCAA tournament-caliber team. It's just going to be a matter of who their wins against Oklahoma State, Santa Clara, Ole Miss... Wichita with a missed opportunity today against Houston, will those wins be enough? But hey, they get two shots again against Memphis, who's clearly making the tournament, and another shot in Orlando against Houston. So we may not have heard the last of this night's team. And for Houston, look, this is what good teams do. When you don't have your A game, you find a way at home to get it done, and that's what Houston has done today.
4: Absolutely. And Look, UCF, a team that under Johnny Dawkins as head coach, has always been one of those nine-seed-type teams that you just don't want to play in the first round of March Madness. They're profiling to be a potential for, for that kind of team once again as we get towards March. Uh, the Big 12 also with a bunch of big games today coming down the wire. Texas at the free throw line leading 66-62 on Oklahoma. So that spread very much in question right now. Oklahoma did just get a bucket, though, to cut it to within two. Five seconds left. Texas close three and a half point favorites. You're probably glad, Jeff, for you did not play Oklahoma since you're now sweating it out. And it all comes down to free throws right now at the end for Texas trying to win that game. Again, without their head coach Chris Beard remains on indefinite leave uh, pending the investigation of his uh, domestic violence arrest from a couple of weeks ago. But it looks like uh, that game will stay just barely under 133 and a half unless we get overtime. Texas, they'll de- depend on if they make their final free throws whether or not they cover the three and a half. Another interesting game that we haven't mentioned yet today, Jeff, among top 25 teams. I'll give Bobby Hurley a ton of credit. Arizona State looked dead in the water. We're down double digits early in their rivalry game against Arizona. An early Pac-12 season game there in Tempe. But Sun Devils have made this a game down 8, 215 to go as five-and-a-half point home dogs there. Jeff, in a game that is paced way, way below the 155-and-a-half total, sitting on 120 right now as we go inside two minutes.
5: Well, look, Arizona State to begin the year should have lost at home to Tarleton State. They did lose to Texas Southern, but really, after that Texas Southern loss, remember they went to they went to Brooklyn, Ben, and and look, I I, I liked VCU against them in the semifinal. VCU they beat. I like Michigan against Arizona State in the final. They ran Michigan out of the building, and Michigan now looks that way. Michigan looks like the second worst team in the Big Ten now. But honestly, they other than that really bad start to the game against the Dons last week. They've been really good. And this is a look. If Arizona holds on, this is a high quality win for Arizona. Uh, the Pac-12, look, I think the Pac-12 is better than people give it credit for. They just look at the bottom third of the league where Stanford's yeah. under 500. Wazoo has been a pretty big disappointment, even though they've had to reload this year. And Cal is the worst power five team in the country this year. But other, after that, Colorado, Washington, now, or even even Oregon, even though they're only seven and six, there are a lot of talent in this league. Arizona's the cream of the crop; they're the best team in this league. But for Arizona State, after looking like Ben, I thought it was going to be a run out halftime. They're down double figures. Yeah, it's a good showing in the second half, and quite frankly, they should feel pretty good moving into the rest of conference play. Because again, the, game, the, the games at Arizona and at UCLA are go- the only games going to be tougher than this one.
4: I, I felt the same way as you did, Jeff, early in the non-con, thinking, okay, if Bobby Hurley's team goes through another year like this, guy probably doesn't survive the end of the season in Tempe, likely on the chopping block with how much that team had struggled, and especially the showings they had early in non-conference play. So give ASU a lot of credit for the way they have stabilized. Might not, might not end up winning or covering today, again, down eight, catching five and a half at home with 2.16 to go, but against a really good Arizona team under Tommy Lloyd, the fifth-ranked team in the country. That's been an impressive defensive showing, too, to limit Arizona. High-powered offense to 64 so far. Uh, That under should cash with ease, 155 and a half there. As far as the other game that uh, that we're watching very closely, Jeff, you're in a very good spot with taking Kansas Second half, you were catching six and a half for the game there. Uh, KU up one right now, two minutes to go against Oklahoma State. That's been a a very uh, gallant showing for a Cowboy team that led by 15 at the half, and they were at least able to stabilize. There was a brief moment mid-second half. It looked like Kansas might run them out of the building after totally swinging the tables around. Uh, But here it looks like OK State should comfortably get to the window there as 10-point underdogs.
5: I mean, yeah, I
4: mean, they're winning the two. game.
5: They just took the lead. Uh, they, they, they should get there, plus the points at this rate. Again, this has been pretty good of Oklahoma State to not fall out of this game completely once Kansas took the lead. Uh, look, uh, Ben, I think Kansas at the moment going into today was the third team. It was Houston ahead of them and Purdue, and that's it. This would be a pretty big pretty bad loss for them, all things considered. But as we talked about before, the Big 12 is so strong, top to bottom, the best league in the country yet again. If Oklahoma State pulls this out here and finds a way up, too, with a little under two minutes to go, you could be looking at all 10 teams having a real case to get a bid to March Madness and, heck, it's not even January yet. This league's <laughs> no, only going to get better.
4: Yep, and and that will also kind of extrapolate into the final, one of the previews we talk about today, at least with the Big 12, where it's the 7 p.m. Eastern tip. We'll get this out of the way first, though, because once we kick off in uh, Michigan and TCU, it'll be mostly college football focused here the rest of the show. Uh, but for West Virginia, K-State at Bramwich Coliseum, tough place to play. Bob Huggins' team comes in ranked in the top 25, but uh, K-State minus one. Taking some money now up to one and a half at some shops and 141 and a half as the total goes. I would think Jeff, this is going to start a trend where you get a lot of these coin flippy type big 12 games that are really really tough to handicap pre-flop
5: yeah i don 't see West Virginia being a top 25 team like the poll does Ben they've beaten no one. Their best win is Florida. I like K State. I think the wrong, I think this is a good opportunity for Kansas State again Jerome Tang first year coach. K-State off to this really nice start. The Again, the concern with them is, all right, you beat LSU. Other than that, Nebraska's really not any good. Wichita's down. Uh, you lose the Butler, who I can't quite figure out. But I, I think K-State wins this game outright, Ben. Uh, and I, That's what I expected. The Octagon, uh, That's a, a, hey, that's pretty close to New Year, all things considered. A late start uh, there. So I, I would take K-State. That's the only thing I would do here.
4: You and I have both been to – I believe you've been to Manhattan. I've been to Manhattan. I've
5: been been to Manhattan. I haven't been to the Octagon.
4: When it it gets dark on a holiday and you're you're playing on the road in Manhattan, yeah, weird things tend to happen. I don't blame you for uh, liking that very short favorite uh, as it has flipped now to the favorite with K-State laying the point, uh, point and a half in that spot. Uh, The other top 25 team in action later today, you've been very down, Jeff, throughout the non-con on Gonzaga. Now that we start WCC play, how do you think this will adjust market- market-wise? Because Gonzaga is back to a huge favor, 21 uh, or 20, 20 and a half against Pepperdine at home today. Are you expecting them now that we get into WCC play to just run teams off the floor, or is it going to be more challenging for Zags team? It did show uh, a lot of issues and, and cracks in the armor throughout that non-conference portion of the season.
5: I, I don't know, Ben. I don't know, what, I don't know what to make of this Gonzaga team because – there was a portion of non-con where there was like, finally, if you're a Gonzaga hater, you're finally getting what you want in a way of them looking like a mediocre basketball team. And they're not. They're clearly one of the 15 best teams in the, in the country. I don't know about that number 10, thanks to the AP poll. Uh, but right. look, that win against Alabama in Birmingham showed me a lot. Because I thought Alabama was going to beat them and handle them that day. And Gonzaga just did whatever they wanted offensively. 100 points, very impressive. I'm not betting this game. This would be one that it would make sense if they run Pepperdine out. Pepperdine's really not any good. And this is look, it's weird to say. Look at Spavik and Gonzaga, but they play three straight road games against St- the Dons of San Francisco. They play Santa Clara, who I think is I think should be an NCAA tur- NCAA tournament team this year, uh, and BYU three straight. This could be one of those where you're looking ahead. Maybe Pepperdine loses his game by 17 and you get mm. home on your plus 21.
4: And that one's tipping off 5 o'clock on the East Coast. So we're about underway now. Kickoff coming as we'll continue the rest of the show with bull previews in-game in the college football. Again, our final finals to talk about in college hoops. Houston does beat Central Florida by 6 but doesn't cover a big spread, 71-65. And it's over there in Norman, Oklahoma, 70-69. Oklahoma gets a late 3 to cover with two seconds left. Actually, I think that might there might be like a tenth of a second still left for some free throws. So we'll clean up the college troops on the other side, get into our college football in-game when we come back.
0: This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the
4: Sports Betting Network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber for only $79 and get access to everything we do from now through the Big Dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy VSEN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VSEN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSEN show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now. And get VEASAN Pro access through the end of March Madness at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We are off and running in the first of two college football playoff semifinals. Back with Jeff Parles at Mandalay Bay. I'm Ben Wilson at the South Point. Jeff, Michigan wasting no time on the ground. First play from scrimmage, Donovan Edwards, 54 yards, basically untouched down to the TCU 21. Wolverines convert a third and seven from the TCU 18 and a nine-yard pass from J.J. McCarthy to Roman Wilson. And now... Uh, we have a goal-to-go situation for the Wolverines opening drive of the game. Although a false start on Michigan will bring it back. It's now a second and goal from the 11. So for me, holding that pregame under 59, hoping for a stop, but not great early returns on that TCU defense. Michigan uh, gashing them here on the opening drive.
5: Yeah, look, the run game, the whatever they wanted to do so far, uh, that, uh, <laughs> look, uh, kind of what I expected uh, so far, again, we have a lot of game left, Ben. Maybe TCU bo- uh, bones up here and gets a stop. And we'll see, though. We'll see what happens uh, with the uh, back at the 11-yard line after the full start. By the way, what I was chuckling at, Kevin McCuller just ended the day for Oklahoma State with a pretty wild block shot uh, after getting beat on a really great out-of-bounds play design uh, by uh, Boynton, the head coach. Mike Boynton, the head coach of Oklahoma yeah. State, got beat. Came from behind, swatted it out of bounds with .3, and then Kansas deflected the inbounds pass to end the game. So KU escapes with a win, 69-67. I know close to covering, but, uh, look, if you took some bloated in-game numbers, you did very well because you were getting as high as plus 250 at halftime,
4: Ben. Very nice cash for you, Jeff. That was really a no-sweater getting KU second half, uh, catching six and a half for the game there. So very nicely done. A lot of tight top 25 games in college basketball today in addition to the college football playoff, is on third and goal here back to the Fiesta Bowl. I don't know where J.J. McCarthy is running. He runs about 20 yards backward and... That is almost an unbelievable touchdown run. It'll be fourth and goal at the 2 go for, it, Harbaugh. for Michigan. I think what well, J.J. McCarthy probably covered about 60 yards of ground there. That was like a Michael Vick-esque run against like, the Packers in the 2002 uh, NFC Wild Card game. That's what that reminded me of. We'll see what Harbaugh elects to do. Now, as far as, yes, the top 25 college hoops games that we were talking about last segment, Texas wins but does not cover 70-69, to 69. a nice three at the horn for Oklahoma to cover the plus three and a half. That game does go <laughs> over 133 and a half. Uh, you also Low had uh, yeah, the, the game you mentioned, Jeff. That was a closing number. Most spots of 10 and a half there, or 10 in a lot of spots. Uh, 10, 10 and a half, depending on your book. Kansas wins 69 67. Uh, and that, uh, that game will end up staying, that, that game stayed under uh, 138 and a half. Uh, in addition to uh, to what we saw, the uh, the near disaster of a loss outright. Uh, so just under 138.5 for Oklahoma State and Kansas. And then uh, Arizona does get the cover, 5 or 5.5 on the road against Arizona State, 69-60. A rocking chair under 155.5. As that was never even close to threatening the over, and then also the last one we'll tell you about Iowa State over Baylor, 77-62, nice home upset for T.J. Altelberger's Iowa, Cy- Iowa State Cyclones uh, catching the two in that game uh, goes way over a 133 and a half total. So that's, that's my uh, job of filibustering Jeff while we wait for this uh, fourth and goal, early timeout. Interesting to, to take a timeout so early in the game for Michigan on the opening drive. You have to think they're going for it here, though, right, Jeff, with the fourth and goal at the two opening drive?
5: They they were all all disheveled there, Ben. That was a good timeout by Harbaugh because they got everyone on the field late. You might as well do it. Hey, look, this sets the tone for the ball game in all likelihood. You go right down the field to get a fourth down and two. I think this is the right play. You go here if you're Michigan. You make TCU score touchdowns to keep up with you in this game. You can't – look, TCU's defense is not going to hold up the whole way. You get an opening drive touchdown. You probably and you're probably in great shape here, even though it's early. And if you stop my right, you make TCU go 99 yards to get a touchdown here. So I think this is a go out of the timeout here for Michigan. I really hope that Harbaugh doesn't change his mind and kick the kick the uh, field goal. here. What's
4: interesting is the in-game total number has continued to drop. It's down to 54 and a half at BetMGM, 55s in some other shops. While Michigan is up to nine and a half point favorite. So. It's a spot where a lot could change, Jeff. I know it's so early. We're less than five minutes into the game. But given the big chunk play for Michigan, a 50-plus yard gain on the ground on the opening play from Donovan Edwards, the decision here will have pretty big implications on that in-game total. And if they go and get stuffed, I would think it's a spot where you were saying earlier, you know—look look, if it was either a fast start, you take an under, or vice versa, a very, very slow start. But if teams are moving the ball, you'd want to get involved on in an in-game over. Uh, you'd be looking uh, down into that low 50s already before TCU even gets the ball if Michigan were to get stopped here. So it's a really interesting decision coming up at the 10-34 mark of the first quarter.
5: I don't think it's a decision. I think regardless of, of of what happens here when you go for it, you live with it. And, look, Michigan's defense, Ben, more than good enough to get a stop and get yourself great field position if you don't go. Yeah. I, I, if you I'm get stopped, right I should call. say. Yeah. yeah, you look, you got you look. I really hope they're not kicking out of this break. My screen's still not back yet. Uh, I would imagine your screen is fully back here. I should be able to tell by what everyone says behind me. If everyone gets all excited, they're going. If not, I imagine they would be kicking the field goal. But uh, that is J.J. Uh, McCarthy. This is the right play. Yeah. This is the right play from Jim Harbaugh here early to go for seven on the opening drive.
4: We saw how the, the game and the tone completely flipped after Kansas State against Alabama earlier today. Had a fourth and goal at the two on a long drive. In a game where they were down by 4-14-10, four, did not convert on a wide-open touchdown pass from Will Howard. That totally flipped the game. We'll see how this changes the tenor of the game depending on what happens. Michigan in shotgun on fourth and goal opening drive. Oh, they're going to go Statue of Liberty. Oh, it's completely Uh-oh, snuffed out by TCU. Work. Play is oh, still alive. Throw it. And that will it. not No chance. Wow. Wow. What a stand for Sonny Dykes and TCU. A absolute disaster of a play call. What, what was that, Jeff? That was the
5: Philly special, but the, but McCarthy wasn't open. That's what it was. That's exactly what it was. He got, he, the only difference is that the ball got snapped to McCarthy. They're trying to come back to the right side for McCarthy, but TCU very disciplined. Actually, you know what? I'm not even sure because McCarthy wasn't even looking back for the ball. Might have just had a, a, a double reverse that just got totally blown up. Very odd. Very odd wow. for Michigan there in a big stand. And a great start for your under there, Ben. You just took five minutes off the clock with no points.
4: Thank you very much. And like I said, because of <laughs> where the books were at before that, that play, they were kind of splitting the difference, right, between whether Michigan was going to go for it or kick the three. And as a result, by getting nothing, like we just mentioned, this now drops to 51 and a half at BetMGM. Still at seven and a half, and, and you have to think. Look, Michigan had their way moving the ball into the red zone. It was just an inability to finish there. So... Uh, we always say, Jeff, it's, you know, it's sort of a pseudo pro tip. You, you never, at least for me, I don't know how you are, uh, you never want to make an in game wager when you haven't at least seen both teams take the field. So we, just, we make sure to point out that in game number for those of you keeping track, just to use as a reference point. But we're down to 51 and a half already. Max Duggan on the field for the first time. I'll be really interested to see the scripted plays here for Sunny Dyke's offense. They try a bomb on the first play, and Duggan throws it out of bounds deep down the sideline. Uh, Just to see how TCU matches up against that elite Michigan defense that's third in the country in yards per game allowed here, at least on the opening drive.
5: Yeah, look, again, I I, I anticipate that Michigan's defense is going to be up for the task here. But look, again, TCU has handled everything in their path so far. Again, if Michigan gets – if they get off the field on this third down, Ben, I think uh, everyone who has a Michigan ticket can take a, a, a deep breath and say, okay, they got too cute on a fourth down and goal play. Michigan's going to be able to move the ball however they want in this game things are alright, especially if they can force uh, an incomplete pass or get a stop here on third down.
4: Yeah, and I'd say look, the importance of establishing the run game, so so critical for TCU. Kendra Miller gets a 7-yard gain on 2nd and 10, but you kind of feel like if this becomes one-dimensional on the offensive side, it could get ugly for TCU. And so far, the two passing plays have gone nowhere. Incomplete on 1st and 10. It was actually an 8-yard gain for Kendra Miller on 2nd and 10, and then on a quick slant, Duggan throws incomplete. So Three and out in about forty seconds, and that, that's kind of the worry, right? You would have, it. it's why, Jeff. I know you like that Michigan side coming into today.
5: Yeah, look, I, I, it's a different animal defensively than what TCU has seen this year. That's really the biggest concern. And as good as Duggan has been, as good as those receivers have been, especially Johnson, uh, they, this is a different this is a different ball game for them. So, look, that's part of the reason that I like Michigan going for that, because look, I, you pin TCU back deep in your own territory. It's actually not as bad of a punt as I thought it Very was based on the way bounce. the camera was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, look, I mean, I, I think Michigan's going to be just fine here, even though they got nothing on that opening drive. And their defense, their defense is ready to go here, Ben.
4: Especially with TCU unable to consolidate that stand at the goal line into anything, not even getting a single first down. A quick punt back with a 931 mark of the first quarter again. We'll keep you updated on this. Throughout the show, we also still have our second college football playoff semifinal to preview a little bit later this hour. We'll start that preview in about a half hour as we talk Ohio State and Georgia. And then also the four New Year's Day games pushed back to Monday, January 2nd, because of the NFL slate tomorrow. We'll preview all those games as well before we get out of here on the show today. But right now, nothing, nothing. 9:31 to go, first quarter. Down to 50 and a half, or 51 and a half, on the live total. And Michigan, right now, in a nothing, nothing game. Either eight or at eight and a half point favorites. Pretty much at the closing number. On the other side, though, time for our friend Mike Perania who runs things behind the counter at the Mandalay Bay Racing Sportsbook Manager. He'll give the bookmaker perspective on everything today on a big New Year's Eve of sports betting action. He'll join Jeff over at Mandalay Bay when we return to Live Bet Saturday.
0: This is Live Bet Saturday on Vsin, the Sports Betting
5: Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and bets are moving on every game? The betting splits page updated every 10 minutes with DK Odds at vsin.com. Hey, it's not only just today's action, but future events as well. And as always, you find out where the money is is, the number of tickets is, and where that money doesn't match the public opinion. VEASAN.com for VEASAN betting splits, also known as splitting bets. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles here at Mandalay Bay, the BetMGM Sportsbook at Mandalay Bay. Our guy Mike Piranio is here. Mike, uh, I know we're not in 2023 yet, but
7: happy new year.
5: Or as we call it in my house, happy Sunday.
7: Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll go home early tonight and uh, get ready for tomorrow morning and Stay up all night making sure my dogs don't go crazy with the fireworks. Yes. Well, it,
5: it's a shell of 4th of July, though, locally. Yeah. We're legitimately, every, uh, I'm convinced every single person, even even the infants in town, <laughs> set off fireworks uh, on 4th of July. I, I think uh, it's all year round, to be honest. <laughs> you crazy. might not be wrong. By the way, uh, before we, we, we get into what the game later looks like with some pretty nice move towards uh, the Buckeyes, TCU with a pick six. Yeah. How about that? Second drive for Michigan after getting stuffed. Bud Clark, a 41-yard touchdown return on a pick six. So TCU, by the way, uh, Mike, in the online markets for you guys at MGM, Michigan's all the way down to three and a half right
7: now. It looks like they should be. <laughs> like you said, a poor, poor play call on fourth down, and now they give up a, a pick six. It's like... Uh, not good start but it's early these four and a half hour games he's got plenty of time this was one of the
5: top three liability games though for these last two days correct
7: yeah tennessee which we lost michigan and then alabama too so you know we were talking earlier we kind of need to win one of those three (laughs) so this one's looking better so far so good
5: for uh people behind the book and a three and out for michigan look at this Look at this
7: momentum can't hey. handicap it. Hey,
5: look, hey, look, Mike, uh, as we all expected, if we end up with a TCU Ohio State uh, national title game, yeah. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure the people in L.A. would love that.
7: Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, when, seriously, when you talk about can't handicap momentum, I mean, going for it on the fourth down, no big deal, except it changes momentum, which you can't really qualify what that is. But it made a huge difference. And immediately they're up seven, nothing now.
5: It, it, it was a bad. It was a bad play call. You can't. The Philly special is not special anymore. <laughs> it's the Philly normal at this point. You can't. You can't run it. Five years later, after it was, of course, run uh, to perfection in round to an eagle. The only Philly specials I know
7: are I eat cheese steaks. Wit wit Well, whiz right. Yeah. Well, there, I don't know about yeah. that. <laughs> Uh, you're not a fan of the uh, the no, canned cheese? No. Not a fan of that? I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska. My whole oh, life. Okay. My whole <laughs> life was cheese whiz on toast. So I'm a, not a fan anymore. Yeah,
5: more more, <laughs> pro, more more provolone and regular American yeah, that cheese. Spam. There you go. Sad, sad. Oh no, no. Okay. I don't mind spam, no. but it's got to be in the right <laughs> circumstance. All right. Uh, looking to tonight. Uh, of course, this was as high. This was basically six and a half. Yeah. For a month. And then yesterday, late last night, it started trickling okay. down. Now you're down, Mike. you got five and a half. You even have some five in the marketplace as well. Right. Uh, it's been a one-way ticket, a one-way, uh, one-way train on Ohio State, at least in the way the number is moving. But that doesn't necessarily mean the tickets are like
7: no, that. No, you're 100% right. God, you guys are good. So, But you said it. We, mostly Georgia was three-to-one tickets and two-to-one money coming into the start of this game. However, we anticipated and we're getting like mid-six-figure wagers on Ohio State. So uh, those are the kind where we anticipate it because they ask us because it's a big enough bet. They want to know for sure we're going to take it. Futures book-wise,
5: TCU, I would imagine they're just some small floating tickets at huge numbers. Uh, Ohio State, maybe some tickets at some bigger numbers when it looked like they would miss. But I would imagine that Michigan was the most consistently bet one because even though Georgia was a favorite all year long, most people aren't running to the counter and betting a favorite. In the yeah, I point.
7: mean, it depends, you know, when you get them and what odds you get it. But, uh, yeah, we were actually in a good situation, Lamar upstairs. They've, they've got us in a good position no matter what, even if Michigan wins the title or or Georgia either one of them so uh, you know this time of year if you're in a position where you don't have any liabilities you've done a good job up there and the traders up there at BetMGM have, have done a really good one on this so uh, Michigan's really the only loser for us and it's not a devastating loss for us and the the best outcome surprisingly kind of for me is Georgia's our mm. best outcome and that's Probably because the other teams were bigger odds,
5: <laughs> Right. Did the, again, people, at least in public, will yes. not come in and, and lay chalk. No. Even though chalk, in college football, usually pretty good in the futures book. Except,
7: except, yeah, futures books. Yeah. I was going to say except in bowl games. Yes. No, I, like no. we've talked all year, if you bet every dog, money line inside, you're really up big so this, far. This Today's bo- not as good.
5: This bowl season's been asinine to me. It just I, I, I During a regular college football slate, I would have – I, I, the way I bet college football, usually a lot of volume. I've made a grand total of five bets through bowl season, and we have a handful of games left.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's been tough. You go back and do the research, and I'm not 100% sure because you know research. I'm not sure, about, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure all the games in uh, that have been played in bowl games for years. If you bet every game, don't even pay attention to it. Bet the same amount on it. You make money every year. It's like a Christmas gift, and I, it surprises me more people don't do that, but. Everyone has to have an opinion, and it's tough to bet games if you don't have an opinion. If you have an opinion on it, if you're just doing a blanket bet like that, but uh, I do that every year. It's probably a good thing to do until we change lines and it doesn't work anymore. Looking to Monday.
5: Uh, surprised that the Rose Bowl didn't decide to go up against the NFL
7: uh, with the with with the way they look
5: at themselves. Uh, four games: uh, Mississippi State against Illinois, Tulane against USC. That's Cotton Bowl, Citrus Bowl. Uh, had that weird thing with New Jersey with, right. because of Drew Brees' marketing deal with yeah. points bet. They had to pull it off the board completely. New Jersey's the only state impacted. Yeah. Still okay here in Nevada. And then, of course, the Rose Bowl with Penn State and Utah. And, and we Anything talked about tomorrow. that, yeah.
7: too, about knowing your house rules at yeah. the states. New Jersey has—you can't bet on any team in New Jersey in college. Correct. Which, that used to be here in Las Vegas that way. And when John McCain was a senator, he that was his main question when they had hearings, is why isn't Nevada take, if everything's good to go, why aren't you taking Nevada? And we said, tomorrow we'll start taking Nevada. And we did. We were just doing it out of cautiousness. Right. So, yeah, that's, uh, every state has their own rules. That's interesting what happened in that. But that move from eight to 14 and a half right now, uh, that's definitely a big line movement. And, uh we're continuing to take wagers in Nevada. Let's just say we've got it covered. Yeah, New Jersey's the only state that's impacted, yeah.
5: and based off uh, based off the map, uh, just drive a little bit west <laughs> to Pennsylvania or a little north to New York, you'll be able to get your but, bets. Yeah, and, just find a bet MGM. Yeah, just just find find your account. Dude, you're, you're available yeah. in no states. Yeah, well. we have you're, you're, we have offices available <laughs> on that. Uh, let's go to the NFL. Uh, week started off uh, with a weird one on Thursday, where of course. Uh, Tennessee plays it like a preseason game. Right. Doesn't matter. Dallas covers all numbers. But for tomorrow, let's go with this. I see, uh, because I, I actually have your answers in front of me for the first time in yeah. a while, which is nice. Um, you have three games with three favorites that are ten to one ticket. Yeah. And 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 Mike, I'll say this: one of them is De- Detroit, one of them is Jacksonville, one of them is the Giants. Correct. This could be those three games. Who would not shock me if you guys won all three of those games?
7: Yeah, I mean, ten to one tickets, we win a very large percent of that, and uh, it's even better to know what kind of tickets. Because another thing you want to think about is the the public you want to go against is the parlay public. So right. If you can find out parlay numbers, that's real significant. But so are these ten to one ticket counts, and uh, we're definitely gonna you know need those teams. And I realize there's there's lots of one sided games because the public loves to play teams that care versus teams that don't care and maybe Thursday that went that way but the worst thing you can do and I hear it all the time at the counter is that team needs to win and uh, especially in pro sports the reason a team needs to win is because they're horrible to start with so you're risking it on some team that needs to win because they're not very good so I would stay away from that logic it doesn't work well in sports gaming.
5: Lions need to win to stay alive in the the (laughs) NFC playoff chase. The Giants win, they clinch a playoff berth, but if they were to lose, they would have another crack
7: next week. So that's not in
5: in in a game where if the Eagles beat the Saints, the Eagles will be playing for nothing. And then that's why the Jacksonville game is so fascinating. If you're paying attention this week, yeah, you know this game means nothing to Jacksonville. The only game that matters right. to Jacksonville is next week against Tennessee. We could end up with three quarters of C.J. Beathard in this game.
7: Yeah, I, that that we'll have to see because that can be a bad situation to do. You don't want to take people out of their northern right. normal rhythm and then have to win the next week and they don't have the same reps and et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I'd be cautious on that. You might take people out once you get the lead, that type of stuff. But uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely interesting how these games play out the last two weeks of the season. Next week will be crazy. Mike, as always, from all of us in Deason, Happy New Year. Thank you, guys. We'll be back
5: next week where we'll have actually an NFL game going. Yeah. Just starting as you and I will start our conversation next Saturday.
7: Yeah, I like the NFL Saturdays when we have games on when I'm on here. So uh, that'll be great. We'll have a Monday game, too, on the first Wild Card week. Yes, we will. Mike
5: Peranio, everyone, uh, the Racing and sportsbook director at the BetMGM Sportsbook behind me in Mandalay Bay. Ben is back next, Live Bet Saturday.
3: So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
0: This is Live Bet Saturday on v
4: the sports betting network. BetMGM is offering soccer fans a chance to pocket an extra 20% in cash winnings. Just log into your BetMGM account today to receive your EPL Parlay Boost token. Then place an EPL Parlay with a minimum of three legs. If the Parlay hits, an extra 20% will be added to your winnings. New to BetMGM, download the app and sign up today to jump into the action with your EPL Parlay Boost token. Find out why soccer is more exciting than ever when you wager at the King of Sportsbooks. Grab your EPL Parlay Boost token at BetMGM right now. And take your shot at a big win. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. Who would have thought, Jeff? Arsenal leading the table of the Premier League right now. That's uh, not a statement I thought I'd be making here on December 31st. I mean, I won't
5: raise my hand. My... Ben, the best bet that's looking like being, uh, being placed in 2022 for me was my bet on Arsenal to <laughs> finish in the top four of the prep. Amazing. Which, who would have guessed that in, in a year You got plus money, where, right? Oh, yeah. I got, yeah. like, plus 150. I, I did really well. Even though, again, uh, if we're going through our best bets of the year, even though it was not a, a very negative EV bet, the no-touchdown bet with that Denver Indy game is going to stand alone. And probably stand alone for a while for myself then.
4: Hundred to one, right?
5: 120,
4: 120. One twenty. <laughs> one twenty. One twenty. Yeah. And I, I, think, the,
5: fa- the fact wait. that that was, in retrospect, the fact that that was one twenty is kind of insane, right?
4: Yes. And to
5: think that <laughs> should have been like
4: fifty at best. The thing people don't know <laughs> is that that day Jeff was supposed to be the guest sweater on Vison Live Bet Tonight with Femi Bebefe and Wes Reynolds. He backed out because he didn't like anything on the board. So I was a late fill-in. I ended up winning on that game at least because I had an in-game under that uh, all those in-game unders hit, and and then Jeff ends up winning a 120 to 1 shot. What could have been Jeff? You could have been doing cannonballs in a stadium swim if only you had have uh, stuck that one out. That's
5: ah, a shame. Anyway. It's a shame, man.
4: Anyway, best bets shame. of 2022. Those those two for Jeff. Hey, my uh, probably my best bet of the year, which hasn't officially cashed, but Wolves under. I, I, I want to say 40-and-a-half was the Wolves' point total, and they're in the relegation zone right now in the English Premier League. So that one working out pretty me for, uh, for right now. now. As far as the uh, college football playoff, well, you and I both figured that that goal line standby TCU on the failed Philly special would have some sort of impact. I don't know if we thought it would have this big of an impact, though, because after Michigan forces a TCU three-and-out on their opening drive, J.J. McCarthy throws a pick six. Remember, I thought that 3-3-5 defense at TCU might give Michigan some problems early, but after the pick six, Michigan goes three and out. TCU marches right down the field, 12-play, 76-yard, 5-minute, 19-second touchdown drive, capped off by a Max Duggan QB sneak in from a yard out on first and goal. And TCU's defense is now flying all over the ball. They just shut down Donovan Edwards for a loss of five on the first play of the possession after Michigan gets the ball back. So it's 14-0 Horned Frogs. TCU now 3.5-point live favorites at MGM Totals at 58.5, just a shade over that closing number, Jeff. Uh, I think both of us pretty surprised to see how big of a of a change happened after that early Michigan goal line stand. All right, as I say that, Michigan hits a big play up to midfield, but still stunning to say the least, right? Horned Frogs 14, Wolverines nothing here late first quarter.
5: A lot of game left, Ben, but this is, again, really – It didn't even, Ben, it didn't even start with the ridiculous play call at the goal line because Michigan's defense came right out and got a three and out. Uh, I mean, just a horrible throw on the pick six by McCarthy, threw it behind his guy. And then, I mean, you go three and out and then TCU. Look, TCU's offense is too good to hold them down the whole game, even with the physicality of Michigan's defense. You got your work cut out for you with a guy who is not trustworthy to me in, uh, in the quarterback position in McCarthy, despite what he did to Ohio State a
4: month ago. Well, and the issue too, if, if you're thinking about this from the in-game perspective, number right now, Jeff, it's pretty much at that that closing position. And if you were interested in betting it over, you, you got the benefit of some late steam pushing the total down a full two and a half three points on game day. So if you're someone like me who has pregame under at 59, albeit a good number, the fear right now is with a Michigan team that was a slow-tempo team, tied for 72nd and plays run in the FBS, they're going hurry up now. and It's not a situation you want to be in from an under perspective with a team like Michigan having to go tempo. So I have to think right now, if you're looking to get a play in, another big pass play into TCU territory here, McCarthy completes it and the Wolverines are on the move. I would think uh, if, if you're looking to get involved right now, Jeff, wouldn't over be the only thing you'd look at? <laughs> Probably. Probably because it, it, we're, in, we're in a situation that neither of
5: us thought would happen here. We, neither of us expected Michigan having to chase the game. So this handicap code now is very, very different than what we would have had before. Now the only alternative to what you said, Ben, is what happens if Michigan's defense puts the clamps on TCU and then all of a sudden this game... Michigan. Let's say Michigan scores like 21 unanswered here, and you're 21-14. So, look, I, I, would stay, I would stay out of this right now. I want to see if Michigan caps this drive with a touchdown, and then I would consider maybe doing something then. Uh, yeah. But I, right now I want nothing. And, again, after TCU went up 14-0, I did a look at the in-game numbers. I was only getting 3.5 with Michigan, which I did not think was enough.
4: Don't blame me for not wanting to pull the trigger there. We will go to the end of the first quarter, 14-0 TCU on this drive. McCarthy to Schoonmaker for 32 yards, to Loveland for 16. Donovan Edwards just picked up a five-yard gain on first and 10. That'll be the final play of the first quarter. So 14-0 as we hit the end of one. Uh, Any of the first quarter numbers, all to uh, TCU uh, covering those uh, as far as the actual uh, the, the total, that was the first quarter total I saw anywhere from 12.5 to 13. So first quarter over, cashes on that. Uh, TCU was catching three or three and a half for the first quarter. So if you thought TCU would get off to a good start, neither Jeff or I thought that would happen, but TCU uh, does cash there. And so after Michigan started to move the ball down the field, it's not a surprise, Jeff, that books will make you pay. Uh, that number now from three and a half favored by TCU, it's down to two and a half pretty much everywhere. Even seeing some pick em out there in the market with a 60 and a half total, highest we have seen already. I'm going to stand pat. It wasn't a big bet for me to begin with. Uh, contrary to what you were saying, Jeff, I did not move that number of uh, three points with my very small uh, final bet of 2022 pregame. So I'm going I'm to sit back thinking this still will probably slow down as the defenses come to play. But uh, what a fast pace. And Michigan, when they start the second quarter, will have second and five at the TCU 25 here.
5: Yeah, look, Ben, this is a must-score must touchdown drive for Michigan because here's the one thing with when you're playing TCU, even though it's not a particularly good defense, that offense has found ways all year to score points. You cannot get yourself in a 21-3 hole. You can't get yourself in a 21-0 hole if you're Michigan. You can come out of the 14-point hole here, but coming out of the 21-18-point hole, It's going to be very difficult. This is a must-have touchdown drive for the Wolverines now.
4: That TCU team, sixth in SP-plus offensive rating on the entire season, so far having their way with a top-three SP-plus defense in Michigan so far. You think there's anything to – like, I didn't feel like this was a legitimate part of the handicap, but the reality is Jim Harbaugh is one in five in bowl games as a head coach at Michigan. We're embarrassed in the college football playoff in this same spot last year. Uh, This is a pretty worrying sign if you're a Michigan fan for as good as they've looked the last two years in the big rivalry game against Ohio State. I mean to fall flat on your face again a lot of football left but uh, not the start people are anticipating especially considering uh, Harbaugh's track record and struggling. He figured there would be as much motivation as any year to get off to a good start this time around.
5: Well it's a little bit different than last year where last year Georgia was clearly the best team all year long. They just picked the wrong week to lose Ben. And all of a sudden, they dip from one to three. And look, I, I was wrong in that game. I liked Michigan in that game. I bet Michigan in that game. And I got walloped. And Georgia, of course, 10 days later, won the title. So this is a little bit different. I don't see, look, TCU, in the look at lines, is still a sixteen-half point underdog against Georgia. They would be an underdog against Ohio State. This is very different than what we saw last year where it was just a team that got underseated. This is a team that's properly seated and maybe even better seated than they should have been in TCU. You can't lose this game if you're Michigan. Uh, and, again, get a touchdown here. You stabilize the ship pretty nicely here.
4: Yeah, again, get it. it's, it's a little early to be panicking on the Michigan side. I just bring that up because if the struggles continue and the pressure starts mounting on Michigan, given the very weak – Bull record for Jim Harbaugh and his tenure there in Ann Arbor. You're gonna, you, you might see that pressure start to get baked in a little bit for the Wolverines. Not that I would bake that in yet because Michigan is on the doorstep and moving the ball as we start the second quarter. That's just something to keep in mind going forward. And as of right now, most books settling into TCU minus two and a half through one quarter of play, a leading 14 nothing with a total anywhere from 59 and a half to 60 and a half. And it will, it will see a third and short coming up, only a two yard gain for Edwards on the second and five play. So that's also been a surprise. Like Michigan, a team, they, like they run, run, and run some more. And they, they do not go away from that. One of the most run-heavy teams in the country, Jeff. And outside of that first play from scrimmage, 50-yard uh, busted uh, run right up the middle for Edwards. Uh, TCU's held pretty strong there, at least in the front four.
5: So far, so good. No complaints. I mean, hey, look, hey, they've been much better than I would have expected so far. He already got a defensive touchdown. You got the stop again. Horrible play call, but you still needed to make the play, yep. and you did. And now, I mean, look, this is,
4: get another this is a stop.
5: huge play in this game. You just stop Edwards on, on third and four, where Michigan was clearly saying, all right, we're going to take two plays to get four yards. Now you've got to get one play to get five.
4: Another decision I, yeah, this coming, is yeah. a hard,
5: This is our decision for Harbaugh this is. here.
4: I think, you, I think you kick, but. I say take the points. Man, yeah. I, this is tough. Fourth and fourth a TCU 24. Big decision. We'll have it for you next. Also preview the rest of the bowl game still to come. That's in our final hour starting next.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
3: mo play